All right, guys. If you have any questions about stand-up comedy, adoption, life, anything, we'll be happy to try to answer it correctly for you. The best way to ask us is by downloading the Anchor app and leaving us a voice message. If we pick your question, we'll respond to it on a future episode of the Mother Effin Podcast. And if you're not the talking type, feel free to email us at mothereffinpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Patty. Heather. How are you this week? I'm doing all right. I feel a little stressed because there's so much to do. But, oh, of course. You know. You know what I do when I'm stressed? What do you do? I put off everything I'm supposed to do that's making me stressed and I watch TV. <laughs> that sounds productive. It's very productive. And I always watch like the same things because I want I want to know I'm going to get entertained. Like I won't try anything new. Oh, you like find your tried and true? Like what's your tried and true that you go to then? Uh, my tried and true is I Love Lucy. I have the deluxe box set that was released uh, it's almost a decade ago. It's like in a heart-shaped kind of box. Um, Lucille Ball was the first woman that I think I was like, oh, women are super funny in this world. And I love her. I've seen every episode, including the pilot. I've seen the Lucy show afterwards where it wasn't Ethel. I didn't watch a lot of those as much. But the I Love Lucy show, I love top to bottom. Favorite show, hands down. Can watch it over and over again. Any episode, midway through, can't stop. So she was like one of the main reasons why, like in hindsight, you became a comedian then. Sure. And if you hear about her life story, she's such an impressive woman. I mean, I love Star Trek and Star Trek's on the air because of Lucille Ball. So Really? Yeah. What's her role in Star Trek? She was, I guess, one of the vice presidents or something of Desilu, which produced it. And like, I so she just, was actually a woman who used her influence for good and like made steps. Oh yeah, yeah. She she like ran her own company. I mean, if we want to talk about working mom, Lucille Ball. All she the had way. kids. She had two kids. Yeah, Lucy and Desi Junior. <laughs> they were not very good with names. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but um, yeah, I loved her. I loved her comedic timing. I loved how beautiful she could be one moment. And then like the next moment, totally goofy and silly and just a hot mess. And wow. it was such a nice dichotomy to see, I think, a woman in such full, like a full range. Because I would watch a lot of old movies and like I loved Catherine Hepburn's screwball comedies. But Catherine Hepburn's always this, you know, New England talking really fast and saying all these little jokes and looking really beautiful. You know, it's, it's not, she wasn't very real feeling. She felt like something to attain to. But like Lucille Ball. It was Ball, more performance. Yeah, Lucille like, Ball was like middle class. Like I'm this middle class woman. So I'm she was trying more to, authentic. Yeah, probably. I'll use that word authentic again. But yeah, there she was Dave. very. Shout out to Dave. Uh, shout out to Dave Reinitz. Um, his favorite word in the English dictionary. <laughs> it's going to have his picture next to it. I'm going to buy a dictionary. Uh, side note, and put Dave's picture next to authentic. You should for Christmas. <laughs> I know. Be like, Dave, be the best present. Well, Hanukkah for him because he's Jewish. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Just, I'm just saying. We should just make Dave's dictionary and Dave's just have dictionary. authentic be the only word in it. Oh, we can make fake like words for it. Yeah. Authentic meaning one thing and then the next definition be something else slightly different. Like yeah. All of them be slightly <laughs> different and then just repeat them over and over again. Yes. Uh, we should totally make it on blurb. All right. Okay. Good idea. We'll tell you all how that goes. Um, if we ever do it. <laughs> yes. We'll do it. We're totally going to do it. I won't. So yeah, I just, I loved Lucille Ball. I loved that she had real issues it seemed, you know, for, for her, like- I have to balance a budget this month. I can't afford this. How am I going to do this? But then the love between Ricky and Lucy was so real. I think I need to 
need to watch it again now that I've known more about comedy. Because mm-hmm. everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, oh, I do see that. Like, yeah. I knew she was this figure of womanhood that like brought us forward. Like, yeah. she took us steps forward, which is awesome. Thank yeah. you. But I didn't. I never looked at it from a comedic viewpoint. Well, I think it's one of those things where you could easily argue for the most part of the show, her humor is very broad. Like it's very visual. Mm -hmm. It's Lucy getting into scrapes. But there is a cleverness to it, um, especially when you think about Ricky. Ricky is a little bit less scrapes and a little bit more like it's it's wordplay for him. Because like one of my favorite episodes is where she's trying to make sure that they can speak perfect English to the baby. And like he's reading this book where he has to say like cough and plow and dough and he can't say the words right because they're all spelled very similarly. I can't remember exactly what it was like the plough and she's like plough it's plow and then he gets so mad and so there is these funny little word plays and like uh, observations about the American kind of way of life and and how silly we can do things or how silly the language is. So I always I always liked that about that show. I loved it. It is my favorite television show. Besides Star Trek. But she was part of Star Trek. So really, oh, yeah. it's it's all together. <laughs> Lucille Ball. What about you? What's your tried and true? Well, tried and true for like stress watching. I don't know if I have one. I, no? Okay, what about just your We're not going to talk about this again, okay? Because okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear your commentary on it. But my true, like I usually end up reading Harry Potter when I'm super, super stressed. There's nothing oh, wrong with Harry whatever. Potter. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it, Heather. We're done. Um, but like comedy influences... I know he didn't make the best life choices, mm-hmm. but seriously, like Bill Cosby was probably one of the first ones that I really yeah. admired. Like that was the a Cosby great show. show. It was just such a wholesome show. And I actually, when it first, when he's, his scandalous stuff first came out, I immediately bought all of the episodes before they like took them off the market <laughs> because my kids are black. I want them to have like a good, wholesome TV show that shows powerful african-americans doing powerful things yeah. in a show that's loving and whatnot and there's other ones like family matters and some yeah. other thing you know fresh principal but that was the first but really. that was the first one and that's the one i grew up with and i and then watching him i used to love even though i was a kid i used to love watching him do kids say the darndest things yeah. like just that idea of him being able to just invoke these kids to say things crazy and ask yeah. questions and like keep going like the improv of that and like the his, his ability to like his reactions. His reactions and his ability to get the kids to say even more. Mm-hmm. It was just funny. Yeah. Like, I think he was just funny. And then his stand-up. Like, I look at his stand-up and it's like a lot of structure yeah. that you didn't realize. And, and it was authentic stuff. Like, he talked about, you know, him and his son. son. No, his brothers. Brothers. At least that's his early stuff I remember. Yeah, that's brothers. what the stuff yeah. I remember. Like, his brothers and stuff. Like, even that was... It was like him just telling his story, but he made it so incredibly hysterical you know my my theory on how to fix the cosby show right we've got the technology now we replace bill cosby's head with denzel washington because everybody loves denzel washington yeah so what about the voice it doesn't matter nobody cares anymore (laughs) it's like it's denzel denzel can do a voice dub it's totally gonna work who nobody hates denzel washington no he has the most symmetrical face in the world He's just charming. Like, no, seriously. Science has, like, <laughs> measured his face, and he has the most symmetrical face in the world. I just, I am one of these people who can separate it, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I am still okay saying Bill Cosby is one of my influences. Yeah. Um, am I going to go out and roofie people? Probably not, because I'm not no, going to. and I doubt you would take... probably support anything he does now. I don't know. I honestly, like, I can separate it mm-hmm. really easily. It's so weird, like, in the entertainment industry – we morph it all together. Yeah. But we don't know what the CEO of Target's doing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't know whether or not we should go to Target or not because of based on his values and his beliefs and but, all that kind of stuff. This is so weird. That's like that's a business, and Bill Cosby is his business. So, so you would like, still see like a, a stand-up show with him. I I don't know. I okay. honestly don't know. I think I, I could. I think I could not support him now moving forward, but I could totally support a lot of the past work he did because there's a lot of people involved in the Cosby Show. Oh yeah, a lot of hardworking people, and this is besides the guy that was found at Trader Joe's. Which how rude! Nothing wrong with Trader Joe's. I want that discount. <laughs> I love Trader Joe's, but like a lot of good people were working on the Cosby Show. First of all, shame on the people who decided to take his photo and without he, his permission. He responded with that really well, though. He responded. Oh, he did. Of, like, look, we're working. And yeah, this is a job, and we should be okay doing any job. And. It's, it's the fact that people thought that was worthy of shaming in some way that I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. This whole idea of shaming yeah. in general is the pits. I don't know. I shame my kids every day. I try not to, but it's easy to. Like, it's really easy to shame them. It's because they're little. I don't think it's good for them. I mean, I look at Lexi, or yeah. not Lexi, Zandy's, her, like, self-esteem, and I'm mm-hmm. like, she shames herself yeah. enough. We're so hard on ourselves. We don't need anyone else to shame us for our actions. I feel like there's, there's a difference in shaming, though. Like... For not doing well on a test, you shouldn't shame a kid for that. But like when my kid does boneheaded stuff, I'm going to shame them. I'm going to shame them. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> okay. I want to okay. I want to know when, when so, Heather feels it's appropriate to shame a kid. This is like the weirdest you're gonna, thing ever. You're going to wonder where I'm going. But I just am. wait. We're going to listen. We'll listen through. We're going to listen. The listeners and I are going to listen without interjection. I may judge a little in my head. I'm not okay. going to lie. That's, that's fine. Okay. You can tell me. It's all right to judge. Uh, at least in this setting between you and me. Nobody else can judge me, but you can judge me. <laughs> last Tuesday, Anna finished trauma therapy. No, last Thursday. Last Thursday, Anna finished trauma therapy. And trauma therapy is a very big deal with kids who've gone through foster care and adoption. It's very extensive. I mean, it's about six months that this whole course, she's been in therapy for about four years. And this is like the final step right now before she kind of graduates for the time That's being. Amazing. It is. They said four kids started at the same time as her, and she's the only one who finished. So it's, it's hard. Different times. It is. And it's, it's hard because she has to relive every bad thing that happened to her. She has to write it down. She'll do a pass and then they go and they put more detail into it and more detail and more detail. So the session we just, went to. I, I just sound so painful. I want to cry already. It, 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 it is painful. Um, but that's the point. The point is to like get it all out, like this final yeah, purge of it all. It. And then she has to read it to us. How many pages was it? Hers was... <laughs> She's a person of brevity, so hers only ended up being about six pages long. I got hit. It's yeah. like the end. <laughs> um, but it was it was amazing. But there's all this other work in the workbook that they do before and like um, before she reads, she has to do this pie chart where she assigns blame. Mm-hmm. And very typically, kids will at least put one pie slice with their name on it that they're partially to blame for. Anna put no slices to her name. And when the therapist asked her why, she's like, that's not my fault. I didn't do this. They did this to me. That's so amazing. It is because that means she understands that all these bad things that happened didn't happen because she's a bad person because she's not a bad person. Didn't happen because she deserved it. These were people making choices to do bad things to her. That's amazing because you always hear other kids like, well, I should have done this or it was all my fault. Yeah. It was me. It was me. Like, I'm not, a, I'm a bad person. I mean, Zandy says that. I'm yeah. a bad person. I'm a bad Zandy. Yeah. And I'm like, where the hell did you get that from? You're not. Like, yeah. Yeah, we, no, yeah we're all sinners. But at the same time, like, yeah, and you, it, you have worth. God created you perfectly. Like, come on. It's, it's such a huge difference and change in her considering that 
where we came from a long time ago when she first moved in with us. I, I believe now she didn't fully understand what she was saying, but you have to take things so seriously when they first move in. But when she first moved in, every time she would start to have one of these epic meltdowns, she would start talking to herself in third person. Like, everybody hates you. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants to be with you. You should kill yourself. You should just kill yourself right now. And you've got a six-year-old saying these things. And that's how we were able to rush her into therapy because I'm like, I don't I don't know what. She's six, but. You can't take the risk of it being. And, like, bad. she would scratch herself and, like, do things that looked a little self-harming, like would scratch her stomach until she would cut herself. And I was like, I'm very concerned. I would we be need too. to go. So we got bumped to the head of the line with that. And then luckily the other two kind of got to follow along. So we didn't have to wait for therapy. We got them all in right away. But like we were talking, you know, Bobby and I afterwards, uh, my husband, Bobby, like there's such a change that's happened with her. When we first got her, we went to the pool that summer and she would go to the farthest corner of the gated pool and just curl up in a ball and cry. Because what we found out is that when she was like three, her stepfather just threw her in the water, like no floaties, no nothing. And so she was terrified of water. So by the end of that summer, we had gotten to the point where she could sit on the steps of the pool and put her face in really quickly. And that was huge. Yeah. Huge. And I thought about to this summer, she's jumping in the deep end. And our pool is eight feet deep where we live in that townhouse unit. She's jumping in no problem, swimming to the other side of the pool, going back, cannab like this child has no fear anymore of the pool. And you look and that's amazing. I thought you know, Halloween just happened. And I'm like, well, like years ago, you know, when we first got the first Halloween, she would stand next to me and like almost cry with the idea of having to go knock on a door. This year, she's running up past her brother and sister, knocking loud, check a sheet, thanks, happy Halloween, you know, running off. Like the, the transformation in this child has been incredible. So I came out of that therapy session going, I'm the best parent ever. <laughs> like, I did it. Because it was all you, Heather. It totally was. But I'm like, I did it. I did everything I was supposed to she's do. She's come so she has. far. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the fact that she's not taking any responsibility for the oh, blame. Yeah. I mean, she's going to have this healthy idea of self, which means she can yeah. have this healthy life. And it was just so refreshing and so wonderful. And we're like, well, let's go celebrate. And we got in the car. And this is where my story's going to come back around. I get a buzz on my phone. Some emails have come in. The school that Bella goes to emails me. And she's been caught trying to submit a forgery, a note to get her out of PE, signing Bobby, my husband's name to it. And I was like, I can't have a day. <laughs> I can't even have an hour. It wasn't even like. It was literally getting into the car at the therapy place. I mean, like, let me just check what's come in. Please excuse my daughter, Bella. And there's misspellings and everything. From doing PE, uh, she is unable to do it. And then like fake signature. And Bobby gets her home and he's talking to her. And this is why I think shame is okay. <laughs> like to a degree. She's like, oh no, I wrote that note for myself. He goes, really? Who's your daughter? Well, I'm the daughter. And he goes, yeah, but if you wrote this note and signed it with your, because she was claiming the signature was hers. So you have to understand, Bobby's not my husband's real name. And when he signs his signature, he signs with his real first name, which is Mihai. So it's an M. So her name is a B, right? And so she's like, no, I just, I signed my name with an M. <laughs> he goes, why do you sign it with an M? I just, I like it. I like it to be an M. And he's like, Bella, come on. 
And she's like, no, I meant like, he's like, well, who's my daughter? Well, I'm the daughter. He's like, but she wrote my daughter. Oh, I meant to write the daughter. So the daughter cannot. <laughs> I'm just going on. She just kept digging herself in a hole. Totally. I'm like, Bella. And so she finally was like, gave in admit that she was trying to sign it. And you know, like, okay, so we, we did the biggest thing ever. It was the best consequence because nothing hurts her. Like taking away TV doesn't really matter. Nothing matters except one thing, which is candy. And so it's just Halloween had just happened. So she had a lot of candy. And I said, all right, so here's your consequence. Your candy bag is gone. And now you have to do something exceptional for me to reward you with a piece of candy. Tears like I've never seen coming down her face. So later that night, she's going on. She's changing. Her body's developing. She's getting boobs. She's like, I feel fat. I'm so fat. How do I stop from getting fat? And I went, I don't know, maybe do PE. And she was like, <laughs> and she was like oh my God. And like got so mad and everything. But I think it's okay. Like, and then we totally teased her. We're like, this is so dumb. Like, you really think mom and dad are going to send a note like this? I type all of my notes out. Which would have been easier to forge and easier to correct. Yeah, but she doesn't know? think it. But she knows that we... The way the printer works at home, the laptops, because we switched them to Chromebooks, don't print properly. So they have to email us stuff to print out. And she just hasn't figured out any other way to get things printed out. And I think it was a last minute, like, I'm going to try and sneak through this and blah, 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 blah. And I have a very specific way of writing my messages, like putting my phone number and my email saying, contact me if you have, you know. Questions. Yes. And I, I don't write the way I talk. I write with a little bit more like contingent upon, you know, using a very elevated. You're very professional. Professional, but also because it's harder for them to copy, especially her with her more limited vocabulary. And then I always send it in a sealed envelope so she can't even really read them. You know, um, I don't know why I do it this way. I think it's because I don't trust her. And I think I have good reason to. Man, you really um, go a long way. Me, I'm like, email Gloria. Hey, they're not doing PE. Yeah. No, she can do <laughs> PE. She's fine. She's lazy. So, yeah. I, oh, I've I written. The, I'm so glad the girls can't read. I've written notes saying. Mr. David, Lexi has asked me to write you a note about PE because apparently her ankle is hurting. However, if you see her playing kickball at recess, she's fully capable of, <laughs> of doing, doing PE. PE. So you decide. But I told her I'd write a note. So here it is. But they can't read. So yeah, like I shame them because if I go into detail and point out how bad what they tried to do was, they might become better liars. So <laughs> it's just more like, you really thought you'd get away with this? I don't know if I see that consider. You don't um, think it's shaming to be like a little bit? I mean, I I would have had a hard time not going through pee. You know, <laughs> like hello. So it's just my shaming is. I think when they do something bad, I think you have full privilege to laugh at their face and be like, "That was dumb. That was such a dumb thing you did." Yeah. And then she gets mad. She's like, "You called me dumb." I said, "I didn't call you dumb." I called the thing you did dumb because that was dumb. Yeah. She's like, doesn't by default that mean I'm dumb? And I want to say yes, but I yes, go. you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> you got that circle. So yes, you're smart. So now that whole sentence is void. I know. So they just, uh, so she's very sad because she got a giant haul of candy because they always do at Halloween because we, you know, they trick or treat for See, this year was two hours. Go? It's two, two hours. You did two yeah. hours? Yeah. Oh my God. They're insane. Um, and then we live in a neighborhood that has really dwindled in years with um, trick-or-treaters. There's not a lot that there used to be. So they go around three times? They, well, they don't go around three times. People just hand them like handfuls of candy. I always find it funny because- I feel like 
you go through like house to house and then you've got the person who like totally forgot it was Halloween because she gave out protein bars to all the kids. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Somebody forgot. And goods once. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Here's some corn. That's hilarious. I totally forgot. That th- and then we turned the light off. So we only got, had to give canned goods for one, one, one set of kids. Poor kid is like, what? I got beans. I got peas. <laughs> and I was like, sorry. You'd, this is why they've never come back to your house, Patty. They're like, this is the weird house that gets corn. Um, <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> also, because two blocks later over is like a sketchy area. So I think oh, people just avoid our area and completely. Just yeah. Fine. I mean, it's uh, we don't trick or treat as much around our neighborhood. Or, or like the, so the you town- get in the car and drive. No, no, no. We walk. We just walk two blocks away. Where there's more residential houses, our townhouse unit just does not. Oh, that makes sense. Does not do it that much. Like I think only four houses this year were giving out candy, and I kind of have a rule, which is one lights have to be on, right? You know, with normal, and then two, I have to see a sign that they're kind of celebrating Halloween, a wreath on the door, a little pumpkin. Oh, you wouldn't come to our house at all then. Probably not. Though That's they a- did go well, or if you're in a neighborhood that has other houses, like we went to a cul-de-sac. Where one of the houses didn't decorate, but they were handing out candy. But like all the houses around them were highly decorated. Mm. So it was kind of like, okay, uh, there's something there. But the, oh, we went to houses that were so decorated, nobody home. And I'm like, dude, here's the deal. <laughs> if you're going to so decorate your house, you don't have to stay home. Well, they were out probably trick-or-treating. Put a, so were we. We put a bowl of candy out. And we're like, take one. And only one family came and they took like 10, which is fine because we didn't need it all. But it was like, you can put a bowl of candy out then and say like, take one piece. My my mom was smart. She used to like us go early Mm -hmm. so we can get some candy and then put it in the bowl. (laughs) (laughs) We should do that. So it's just, I'm very sad in some ways because my kids are enjoying trick-or-treating. Right. But it's not like when I was, you would see these groups of kids, like just tons. And then being in the middle of the week sucks. Like a Wednesday night is awful. And people, I don't think people were going out that much. And then, as you said, like the sketchy areas, I really don't want to go out on a weekday in a sketchy area. Did you hear about that petition, though? Where, like, they're trying to move Halloween to the last Saturday of the month? That's just so, it was wrong. No, I'm on board. I'm totally not. What? Because the commercial Halloween would work that way. Yeah. But it's Halloween, it's... The it's the hollow eve, okay. which is the day of the dead, which is the no first day of the, the dead is the first and the second. Okay, but right, those are the separate. Same. It's hot, but it's not. That's, like, not that's the whole. It's it's commercialized. Target <laughs> and people have decided like what it's supposed to be. But back in the sure. day, it was hollows eve. But who's celebrating Halloween anymore? Like the way they're supposed to. No, but if that's the case, then why the hell are we doing anything? Free candy. <laughs> And for us to get stressed out about overpriced costumes that they're going to wear once. By the way, my daughter's collecting donations of costumes that you no longer need for her Girl Scout troop for a camp for foster kids. If anybody else has uh, gently used costumes, prom dresses, suits or anything, they have a dress up area and the kids are very young to like teenage years. So if you would like to donate stuff for their dress up area, we were accepting donations. Side note. She does an email and we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, Um, Okay. So how was yours then? How was your... Ofrenda. My ofrenda? My ofrenda. ofrenda? You should say that better than I should. I should. Ofrenda. It was good. The kids loved it. Instacart is really taking me off because this is the second delivery. They have not had anybody pick up or deliver. And like I said it at nine in the morning. Really? Yeah. I'm getting, And then if you want to cancel, I can cancel my thing, but I'm not going to get any refund, any prorated refund for it. So I'm going to do it one more time. And if a third time happens, I'm going to go to corporate They've and be like- never- 
I've called all the time. They're like the sweetest customer service ever. They wouldn't offer us anything. Like not even like $5 coupon for next time. Because they didn't. They They're didn't. like, mm, I guess it was just, you know, maybe too busy in your area or something. They weren't able they to pick up. They didn't deliver any of your food. Well, they didn't pick up. Nobody even shopped. Like we didn't have anybody. Like I set it at nine o'clock for a six o'clock delivery and nobody accepted the order. So nobody shopped for it. And this is the second time it's happened. So, so one what, more time. What, what does that have to do with your friend? Oh, so we didn't get to have the pan de muerte and everything like I wanted. Um, but we went out to Mexican food because I was like, I can't cook this year. So <laughs> I'm too tired. So yeah, they they enjoyed it though. They loved the ofrenda. They loved I want to see pictures still. I haven't seen any pictures. Oh, I'll show you. Well, we're going to post okay. one picture to Instagram so that you guys yeah. can see this it was crazy, very... her bedazzled sugar skull is what we really want to see. I'll have Bobby send me his because I didn't take any of those. <laughs> um. That's what we really want to see. You want to know what's amazing though? That weekend after Halloween, within two and a half hours, I had packed up all of my Halloween decorations. I am so impressed with myself. Like you don't even. <laughs> I see it in your eyes. If, guys, if you could see Heather's eyes, you would realize how proud she is of the fact that everything oh is packed gosh. up. Oh my gosh. If my Christmas decorations are gone by Valentine's Day, like I'm doing pretty good. Like. <laughs> yeah, I keep mine intentionally up until January. The end of January, January 31st yeah. or 30th, whatever, how many days in? Or maybe January. Valentine's Day. It's fine. No, because no. Chris's birthday is the first. So we ah. had to have all traces of Christmas gone um, by, by his birthday. Yeah. That's my, but I keep my tree up the whole time. Do you really? I don't even try. I'm like, no, why are you going to take it down the day after? Christmas is the best oh, yeah, holiday yeah, yeah. in the world. The theory is supposed to be, the theory, our Christmas decor goes up Thanksgiving weekend and then comes down the weekend of Bobby's birthday surrounding that because his is January 7th. Well, and doesn't happen. we celebrate Three Kings Day, which yeah. is January 6th. So we wouldn't even think about it. And the girls yeah. always get a big present on January 6th. Oh, neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we do small presents on the Christmas and a big present on the January 6th. That's awesome. And then their Christ- the stuff cuts down on the 1st. Gotcha. By down, I mean shoved into the office until I clean the office. <laughs> like, that's what down means. I'm usually, I will say this. When I finally get to putting decorations away because I have my bins organized, it's a little bit easier but yeah, I was just, I was impressed because this is all new stuff and I actually managed to like put it away. I am impressed. That is not me. That's not me I at all. I still, my house, we've lived in our house for six years. Mm-hmm. No, seven, seven, seven years. And it's still not all the way decorated. Like I am not that person. I try, I, I, I yeah. attempt to be that person and then halfway through I fizzle out and gas out and it never gets yeah. done. I'll tell you, it's demoralizing because our area, as I said, nobody really decorates. So we were the only house on our whole block that was like, ta-da. Yeah, we live on the top floor, and so it's weird decorating. We have like, yeah, we probably could do it really awesome. Actually, have a fake Christmas tree and have it has a whole scene. But did your did your kids end up enjoying Halloween though with their non trick? Did you trick or treat? Hey, no, we did not at all. I was very happy about that fact. Um, they like it was too much work last year. (laughs) Well, you know this the sixty five dollar binge of ice cream. Yeah, had a couple scoops left over, Mm -hmm. and so they got a full bowl. Oh wow, of ice cream. So when we, I had these things called one scoops mm-hmm. and they're literally a little one scoop of ice cream. And yeah. You just lick it off of the little scoop. Yeah. But the best thing in the world keeps you like portionized. Although I just go back to the fridge and get another scoop. Yeah. So, this makes me walk again. <laughs> I'm <laughs> burning think, it off. And think twice for my second helping. Anyways, I usually only get like one little scoop mm-hmm. of ice cream. They lick off this little one scoop thing. And for Halloween, I got them, they got to eat a whole bowl. Wow. Of ice cream. And they got to have what, is a special treat in our house, which is that live soda. So Heather introduced me to this thing called live soda. It's and it's basically soda that 
it has probiotics in it mm-hmm. and it's sweetened with monk fruit and stevia. So I can poop better. It totally helps. <laughs> and it helps me with my headaches because I don't get a headache because, you know, the refined yeah. sugars normally give me a headache. So it's amazing. And they have one called Doctor, which yeah. is like Dr. Pepper, which is our favorite. Yeah. So they got a whole can wow. of Doctor as well. So they were like, Mom, a whole bowl <laughs> and a whole can? This is the best Halloween ever. <laughs> and so it was the best. And they got to eat it in their beds, which was a big wow. treat too. Like this was Halloween yeah. all done out. And then we went to some festival for like an hour and they jumped. And they said no to all the candy there. And I was so proud of them. And then we came home and we watched. Curious little... George. We couldn't. We did not watch Curious George. And I got what? So sad. I didn't have it. And apparently it got taken off. The only one they have is one Christmas episode. Oh no. Everything else is off. So I'm going to buy it for next year yeah. so that we can keep up with it. And then they're going to be like 14 going, why are you watching Curious George? Like, because like, you oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, you love it. And you it made me. It was good. But we didn't have any meltdown. That's awesome. Like, it was our first time. I mean, Jackson was crazy, but that's not his normal day. Like he didn't have a meltdown, <laughs> meltdown. He snuck that's a good. cookie at the festival. I love it. I was like, oh. And you can't say no to him. Well, I, I know. other people couldn't say no to him. <laughs> I can't easily. No. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby, Bob, amazingly, Bobby thinks I'm pretty Gestapo with the kids because I only allow them three pieces on Halloween so did you, night. Did you throw me underneath the bus? Be like, Patty doesn't even let him have any. I did. I was like, you know, Bobby. And he's like, Heather, come on. Bobby and I both have really good memories of trick-or-treating. Oh, I do too. I have and great like, memories. Tons. We had that. Yeah. We had a Suburban, an 88 Suburban, and mm-hmm. the back is kind of like yeah. a tr- uh, truck yeah. where you could sit. And we would sit on the back and my mom would move forward. We didn't even have to walk. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And she, we would go over and over and the candies would get, like, yeah, our fuller. bags would get full and we would dump them at home and go out again. Like, oh, my gosh. My mom was amazing. Like, she was the best. Oh, no. We... <laughs> Well, we were we were always by foot, but we usually had to have parents come pick us up by the time we got to the last spot because we're like we're very far. <laughs> okay, so then how did you how did you contact them? Don't you remember payphones? You would go and then you would call collect and be like, "I'm at the receipt and da 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 pick us up," and you would say it really fast and like, "Please say who's calling." <laughs> you just leave a really cryptic message. Like your name was we're at Ramana Inn. Pick us yeah, up. Yeah. Be like, why would you get a, you're at a hotel? No, not the Ramada. No, Rosita. I was thinking like, because it used to be like Rosita and- <laughs> like, why were you at a hotel? Be like Rosita and Roscoe. She like, was scandalous. I was like, you know. We were like, Rosita and Roscoe, come, come with us. You know, like, you, or you would just say like, we need come, we need a ride. And then they would pick up and accept the call and be like, hi, we're here. Can you come get us? And they would come. I was just, okay, so I lost my mm-hmm. phone. Oh. And I'm half happy. No, you're not. Well, it's been nice not to be like pressured by it, but then I just realized how much- like I use it, like mm-hmm. texting you to confirm that we're recording today yeah. and texting Chris to ask this and emailing this. And like, I was like, all of a sudden I had to open my computer up to send an email. And I was like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> it's interesting how far we've come and how easy the cell phones yeah. made our life. I would lose a child before I lose my phone. No, I lost my phone. It's somewhere in a field and underwood find farms. It. It's in a field, either the carrot field or the kale field or maybe They're gonna the They're going to find it at some point. No. Like it's probably going to You don't think they have field hands who go out there and like walk? Like, do you know how big this thing is? They asked us like, do you remember which field you're in? I'm like, uh, the one with rows? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know which one? I knew what vegetables we picked. Well, that narrows it down a little bit, right? No. We gave up and luckily Chris has learned to have insurance on the phone. <laughs> but I realized I'm not attached to it. Like I didn't miss Instagram or Facebook or any of that stuff. I missed like just the communication aspect yeah. of it. I would miss oh. the news. Yeah, I check no. the news all the time. I, I like don't. to stay current. I don't. So why don't you um, 
why don't you talk about the show that's going to be happening tomorrow when people are listening to this? It's going to be November Sunday. 11th. So I'm really excited about it. It's called Fostering Funny. Um, but it's, I'm excited because Chris is doing it for the first time. I made him do the intensive class. So I'm like, you can't suck. Yeah. I was like, I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> you can't suck. And he was excited about it. And him and Ken talked for a little bit. And he like nice. enjoyed the class. And he has a set that he has in his head. And I'm, you're going to do good. And he's told me a couple of his jokes. And they're funny. And okay, Chris has kind of written some of my best jokes, <laughs> which I hate to admit, but it's true. So I'm excited about seeing him yeah. do it for the first time. And then my friend Holly, I needed another spot. And Holly's always like, oh, I wish I would have done it. I'm so impressed that you did it. Because mm-hmm. we had both talked about doing the class together. Yeah. And then she couldn't. And then she also has a special needs kid. And she mm-hmm. has three boys. And her youngest is just like one yeah. in a couple months or something. So she wasn't able to do it with us. So she's, I'm giving her a spot. Nice. And so I'm excited about seeing what she talks about and what she does. Because it's going to be a great really show. Good. And then everyone else is attached to foster or adoption some mm-hmm. way. We have some adoptees. We have a sibling who has a brother who's adopted, and she's going to talk about that perspective. That's awesome. And we have foster parents. Like, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a a fun show. We're going to post a graphic again on our Instagram. So go there to buy tickets. Or you can check the real Patty Crouch on Instagram. I think you have a link. Or Patty Crouch Comedy. Yeah, I don't know if that's updated. I should really do that. (laughs) I'm sorry. Or you can just go to flappers.com. Just go to flappers.com. Or flapperscomedy.com. Oh, that's the actual okay. website. Flapperscomedy.com. It's called Fostering Funny. It's on the 11th at 9 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will post something to the real Patty Crouch as a post. Yeah. But it's going to be a good show. I'm excited. You're hosting it. Which I know. It's going to. Um, it's your first time see shot, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It'll be fun. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure I am. All right, guys. Um, you know what? You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, though, if you could please rate us, you know, five stars, hopefully, and leave us a review. That'd be really great and really helpful. Otherwise, if you want to contact us, the easiest way is getting the Anchor app and leaving us a little voice message and we can play those or respond to those. Any questions, comments, concerns, riddles, jokes you have. Of course, there's also the old school, not quite snail mail, but email method of emailing us at motherfnpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd also like to thank Devin for this amazing space. Thank you. Thank you, Patty, for coming today. Thank you, Heather. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.